Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of All About Architecture and Design, the podcast. This is Utsav Kamboj, founder of All About Architecture and Design and Archaea. This podcast is for students, employees and entrepreneurs from architecture and design background who are passionate about their work and want to make a difference. So today we have a very special guest, Ali Baldiwala, founder of Baliwala Associates from Mumbai. One of the projects that I really feel inspired from was the Elemental Sky House. 
and you've done some really amazing work with the you know sharp angles abstract and all that so there's this language coming out of that space and it looks cohesive it doesn't look spread out it looks like it's together and balanced and in harmony so how do you decide a language like that well for the elemental sky house the angles being uh, the reason we use a lot of angles and geometrical patterns was um, the topography of that layout of the house itself was mm-hmm. angular so when we're sketching yeah. all the time you know like we're doing our uh, doodling and stuff we realized that there's so many angles in the uh, layout of the building itself why not take mm-hmm. that as a concept and create some kind of a pattern so the chevron yeah. came to our mind and uh, we used chevron everywhere in that house whether it's a furniture mm-hmm. piece or a product or some paneling uh, even mm-hmm. the ceiling the living room if you see you know we used chevron in barisol and gypsum ceiling so that pattern basically became the language of the house because of the topography uh, per se yeah so that's why a lot of angles and lines is used in the space wow all right so one one additional thing that i really loved about your work was how you played with materials and textures they're really com- different but they look like a family and guys you have to check that out how wonderfully you've done that so how do you do that so i love playing with materials uh, also for me um, that i can see yeah i love <laughs> uh, different uh, textures with uh, metal uh, wood and a lot of other materials so when i get a project you know there's something on lapel the students out there when i get a project like a mm. small kid i go around you know wanting to use all the materials in that one project and then i have to tell myself to calm down uh, you know you get a chance to do it and uh, give it some time but i love mm. i love love layering materials with um, you know like basically uh, the same house elemental sky house we've used uh, patina finish copper paneling on the column and then there is wood uh, and then there is a dining table which is in marble and brass and then there is uh, the fabrics on the dining chairs so what happens in that is that um, there is this rustic concept material behind then there is this finished marble so both are solid but one is rustic one is polished and the other one when the fabric basically just balances out the entire uh, soft and solid surface look and vibe right so hmm. i try to do those kind of things and also a lot of other materials like leather in terms of uh, some copper so yeah a lot of materials come into use together and you have to strike a balance and at times we uh, need to obviously go to and fro to see how to do that but uh, you will yeah. see a lot of our projects with a lot of materials yeah so if you are doing that kind of work you must have faced troubles with craftsmanship so how did you handle that and how do you suggest budding architects do that well uh, i think uh, in today's times um, it's very important especially for the students uh, we tend to think that we are designers and we just go for the aesthetics but it's very important to understand that uh, workmanship or craftsmanship that you call it is a craft right like you need to know your craft really well you can't just mm. uh, the clients nowadays are smarter than you think sometimes they're smarter mm. than you okay and they have because they are spending that kind of money they know you know that uh, this can be done in this manner so for example mm. if it's a paneling that you need to do and the client's mm. budget is x and if you are telling him that you know um, that we can do it in a better budget so for that you need to know mm. your materials you need to know your rates 
especially mm. when you're doing design and build, which is a concept very rarely nowadays. A lot of architects and designers don't use uh, the concept exactly. and work according to that. But our firm mm. does design and build, so it becomes it's an added responsibility. So the client is obviously talking about uh, an option to give them for uh, a particular thing which they don't think that you don't spend that much on that particular uh, shutter or wardrobe or whatever. So that mm. if you don't know your craft well, if you don't know your rates and materials well, or uh, the workmanship of that particular product, you cannot really mm. give them options, and that's absolutely. where you get caught. Absolutely. So I think yeah, it's absolutely. extremely important. Mm. Details. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, details are really important in everything. Yes. So, how do you create the look and feel of a space? How does it? How does it come into your mind, or how do you develop that eventually? So, for me, um, you know, um, the look and feel of a place. I am. I am a person who believes in a lot of energy and vibes. So, yeah. the energy. Uh, when we when we meet the clients, we try and the first meeting itself, we try and have. With the clients at the site itself, that needs to be renovated. You know, whether mm. it's a um, completely done up house and they want to revamp it, or even if it's a you know building that's under construction, I think the energies and the vibes at a space uh, they never lie. And I mm. tend to go with my instincts, and it's more organic. And I have always done that in these ten years. There's not a single project mm. where I haven't gone to site and felt like you know this is the vibe. So. That vibe itself, the energy itself, gives me an instinct and gives me a, a feeling of I want to do this mm. in my uh, mind, and then uh, it just obviously takes uh, takes off. But there are obviously yeah. over here, uh, I can't just be like, okay, the vibe is this, and I want to do this kind of a concept. Yeah, uh, yeah. Clients absolutely. obviously have a say, and uh, mm. they have a concept in mind. So mm. we tend to ask them questions, work out a brief. Tell them that this is what we think, and touched yeah. by the grace of God, um, we've been lucky. All our clients have uh, till now been convinced with that. I don't need to really like, uh, you know, like convince them or something. And it's always been like, okay, you know, you think this is right, yes. so that's yeah. a confidence and validation that we bring to the table. I was just coming to this question: the kind of unique design style that you have. Mm-hmm. How? Do you face problems in convincing the client, and how do you suggest doing that for beginners? So we have different types of clients, right? We have clients who are interested in uh, their concept, and uh, they exactly know what they want. So when they come up with that kind of a thing, that uh, you know, we we this is our concept, and this is how we want to work on uh, our house. Mm. Then if it works with us, we go ahead with it. Obviously, if it doesn't work out, then we explain to them the reason behind it. And if it's mm. a ongoing project and uh, the client yeah. wants us to do something, you know, which is not something that we are happy with or we relate to, we do samples for them, you know, and show them that these are the three D visuals that you already have that we pitched you for the project with, and uh, this is the sample that's going to come and how it's going to look. So automatically, that in itself, you know, he realizes that. Okay, yeah. When the sample is in front of you, they realize that okay, what we're talking makes sense. So that's more like a supporting mm. uh, thing for us to explain it to them. So yeah, I do. Yeah. That's how we kind of work. But Tashwood, I think uh, we've got clients who always listen to us, so I have no complaints with that. Mm. Uh, one additional question that I just read was that uh, somebody wants to know how would you suggest budding architects or designers 
you know everybody has some initial struggles in the initial 2 3 years so what were your struggles and how do you suggest overcoming those struggles as of today's scenario because it's been one decade there has been a lot of time in between that so basically the question is that how do how did i manage the first 2 3 years of my career yes yes absolutely yes so what i have been noticing because i've done a lot of seminars with students and mm. i have noticed this in students is that they feel that you know we are designers and we have graduated and we need to get those huge projects and yeah. that's a bubble that you need to burst because it's never true you know you will get yep, small absolutely. projects you get budgeted projects mm. you get difficult clients you get especially you get clients even if you get a big project you get clients mm. who squeeze you out like they will give you budgets that you have never heard of you know absolutely. and at that time take it up never say no because that's something that uh, takes you forward even in my case my dad had 40000 50000 square feet you know he was in hospitals at mm. that point and um, i said no you know i want to learn if you don't get the you'll only get the confidence when you actually take up these small projects learn from that and uh, mm. so the struggle is real for everyone it's the same it's absolutely it's absolutely yeah. you know mm. uh, you might just have more contacts and probably get more projects but the struggle in those Two to three years is going to be the same, and never start off thinking that I'm a designer and start off working on your own. However good you are, always work with a with a proper or a small mm, firm. Work with someone yeah. who knows their craft well, who's done some good work, and mm. uh, learn, take advantage, learn from them. Don't think about how much salary you're getting. Uh, some students <laughs> actually came and asked. One for major problem, yeah. One yeah, major problem right now. Food. Sacrifices yeah. two three years, and then yeah, and then you have all. the life to do what you do uh i'm i'm getting one question from purav khara can you share the inspiration behind misiga home you project sorry what's the question uh can you share the inspiration behind misiga home you project misiga home. you have yeah. yeah so misiga home is a uh, a project that i uh, so misiga home basically means misiga means cozy in swedish and home means home in japanese so mm. it's a japan it's a japandi concept which is really trending uh, since the past 2 3 years and uh, mm. the inspiration was uh, the client's brief itself which was i wanted a decluttered look sophistication mm. luxury uh, at the same time i want to be simple and low maintenance so this concept mm. of japandi which brings in the japanese and scandinavian styles together and the cultures together mm-hmm. um is simple at the same time it's got bold you know design uh, elements and aesthetics so that coming together and uh, simple lines uh, giving a low maintenance and the unclutter look uh, the less is more uh, yeah that, that works so the inspiration was a client's brief itself all right wow very nice guys if anybody has any questions now is the time to shoot <laughs> ask him live about all the questions that you have right now people have been so excited that you are coming live here on the page Uh, okay, so there's a client of mine who asked me, "Are you willing to do another movie?" No, Mr. Maru, <laughs> no more movies. Otherwise, we're going to do the next house project. <laughs> oh, very nice. My inspiration. I think my inspiration. Uh, someone asked me, "There is uh, Shivika." My inspiration yes. is uh, the validation that I get from my clients. I feel uh, when you do a project and. Uh, You know the clients are happy and they recommend you to other people, or they just you know mm. at the house party or the house warming and they say that 
example, he's my designer and he's done this job for us and we're really happy. Yeah. I think that in itself is uh, inspiring, you know, to strive harder to do better projects. Absolutely. And of course, I should not forget my father telling me whether, giving me very right advice and criticism um, on my projects is, keeps me inspired. Yeah, it keeps you going forward all the time. Again, One, inspiration. Yeah, Shivan. Inspiration. Yeah, yes, they're asking if your parents are inspiration. <laughs> yes, absolutely, they are inspiration. Especially yeah. my father, being in the same business, uh, the kind of works he's done in his life, in his uh, tenure, and in 40 years of his life, I think uh, together is very tough, but uh, on the day, of course, they are very inspiring. Yeah. Uh, Shivan Gupta is asking, are you doing projects in Delhi? Uh, hi, Shivan. Uh, no, I'm not doing projects in Delhi yet, but uh, I hope to get some more projects. If you have your house you want to renovate, please let me know. <laughs> that was a very nice elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a mist. You have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Michelle asked, like, how well you connect with all your projects? I didn't understand the question, but... Uh, I guess she's praising you. She's not asking you, she's praising you. Oh, thank you, Misha. Yeah. What's yeah. up? Do you have any questions? There are so many over here. Yeah, there are a lot of questions over here. Yeah. Waiting for your workshop to begin soon. We are, this is Pooja Kapoor. Guys, let's talk about workshop in some other live, not here. Let's talk about his work right now. All right, we have more questions now. We have lots more, lot more questions now. Do you ever exceed the budget of an interior project and how should we tackle this problem? Who's asking this question? This is Nishtha. 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 She's asking Nishtha, whether yes. I can't see your question. She's asking whether I, I exceed project budgets. Uh, she's asking if you've ever exceeded the budget that you were provided with and how do you suggest tackling this problem? Okay, a very honest um, answer is all my projects about which I have exceeded. Okay, I'm going to be very honest about this. And it's only normal. Some designers and architects mm. might talk about it. Some might not talk about it. But it's only normal that the budget exceeds. Because I'll tell you why. When you're creating a space, right? Supposing it's a home. Uh, mm. In the process, the clients learn so much about uh, materials, so much about furniture, about design. They evolve with the project. So the budgets also yeah. get, I mean, evolved because they realize that you yeah. know, can do better. And uh, yeah. so it always does exceed even the tightest budget projects. And it's not like we are, you know, giving them options. We, of course, we give them, but mm-hmm. if we, when you know there's a budget, we don't really push it because we respect the budget that the client has given us. But they mm-hmm. themselves say that, okay, you know, let's just do this. It's better. What do you think? And of course, they carried out. Things. They get carried away during the process. Exactly. Yeah. They get carried away. Especially and during the material thing. selection. And yeah. I think it's only normal, especially when you're doing a house. Yeah. And you're doing it for a lifetime. You do it. Yeah, absolutely. Projects. Absolutely. But you should. Gandhi. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Gandhi Associates is asking whenever I'm designing something, I'll get confused to choose a theme and type of design. So, a master tip to get a clear mindset. Mm-hmm. So, I like I said, I work with my wife. Uh, I work with my mm-hmm. wife, and obviously, coupled with uh, what the client really expects out of us as a theme or a concept uh, but if you mm-hmm. don't work with those kind of um, tools 
what I would suggest is yeah. um, a client brief. Uh, I think that's the best way to judge, um, you know, the theme for the project. Because uh, when the client has their brief and their understanding of how they want to live in the house or an office space they want to work from, that brief somewhere gets you that's what i've also talked about in one of my videos in my blogs that you have to ask the right kind of questions in the first meeting so that you can develop the look and feel and the concepts through that exactly. because sometimes even they are not convey they are not able to convey what is actually in their head and sometimes you have to dig it out of from their you know mouth from right. their head that this is what i really want so harita is asking how do you get updated with materials uh, you so, go to the market or you search online no i don't search online um i so we have exhibitions right there are exhibitions happening all the time in every city absolutely and, uh, it's not only bombay mm-hmm. it's delhi it's jaipur lots of places you have exhibitions happening absolutely so we mm-hmm. keep ourselves updated with uh, these exhibitions we go for seminars uh, we also have vendors now contacting us once you reach a point in your career where uh, mm. you know you've uh, you've got top the projects and you've bought materials from these guys uh, they always mm-hmm. trust me this is a question like the vendors will never they start do. following up they start yeah, following up on instagram there are so many of them that are following up and they are amazing at their uh, sales so and the market yeah. so you will never have a shortage of what materials in the market absolutely with with social media it has become really easier to connect with uh, you know your potential collaboration exactly yeah yes uh madhavi is asking that market has a lot of materials isn't it tough to choose a single thing so as i said about it's up yes i'm telling you that i'm like a, when it comes to material selection uh, yeah. or when it comes to uh, you know uh, a new project and i have to select my material palette i'm like a child in a candy shop who wants to eat every yeah. candy and sweet over there and taste it uh till reaches a point where uh, you know i understand that child understand that there's a sugar rush and it's too much and you also probably mm. throw up so that's how mm. i am with materials when i get a project uh, i get just way to guide away and i want to use all these materials but then uh, obviously what the brief demands and uh, the concept that you design demands uh, mm. you need to cut down and uh, keep it crisp Saloni is asking, "How should freshers study market for materials?" The same thing, Saloni. Uh, keep an eye on the things that are coming up. Follow up with if you're a beginner, uh, you probably the vendors might not know you. So exhibitions mm-hmm. and uh, going to you know these markets. We have uh, specific material markets, right? In Bombay, because we have like we have the whole of lower parallel stretch that has all these new uh, furniture shops, linear shops, stone shops, tiles. Absolutely. Keep going to these guys. Uh, keep like I, you know, even it's so interesting to even go to a marble gallery, and just mm. even if you don't have something going on, just go and see, see marbles that are available in the market. Absolutely. Uh, stones. There's so many guys who have these amazing stones. They're coming up with these, you know, stone veneers, etc., which uh, we mm. saw and used as well. Uh, so once you go in the market and start seeing uh, places, hundred uh, percent, uh, you know, you'll get an understanding. And I think I will do it. So we should do a chat on. A material thing. There's just so many questions on materials. Yeah, question. absolutely. Yeah, I have another question. How do you deal with creative blocks if ever face them for a particular project? Creative blocks. She's talking about. How do you oh, deal yes. with creative blocks? This is Simran Pawa. Hi, Simran. 
uh, creative blocks is um, I think creative blocks we all have at all points. What I do is when I cannot think, uh, supposing for example I'm working on a product or a furniture design, and I'm just not being able to get that right, uh, you know, the right angle or the right design or the right idea or the material for uh, instance, I just stop working. I start doing something else. I just start going to watch a show, or I'll go for a run, or go for my workout. Um, the creative block is only there because you're saturated, you know. And let it go. Just let it go. Just go with it. And eventually, uh, you know, when you're working out or something or doing anything that you're not besides doing your work, you're doing something else. Some idea will just pop up, and you're like, "Oh, this is my inspo from you," and then you take Excellent. it from there. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what works with me at least, and. Uh, there are always, you know, there's on every project there is one particular design that is left till the end, and me, mm-hmm. my team, and I are always stressing that canvas still left. You know, we've not got, and that one, trust me, on all my projects till now, that one particular design that's left till the end turns out to mm-hmm. be the best. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's you've given it that much time to evolve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Varsha is asking, have you rejected any project and why? So initially, I never did. Uh, and if you're a student and if you're asking me this, the first two, three years, four years, I never did. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, yes, I did because it was um, it was a one-bedroom bathroom that they wanted me to do. So you know, it's not because of any ego or anything like that. It's just that because you're, you know, when you take up a, a space like that, what tends to happen is that um, you given that much of your time and effort, and mm. uh, it's really not worth it at times. Not as a beginner mm. again, uh, much later in your career. Absolutely. Uh, so the efforts that you give into that project and uh, the pay that you have for that much is um, not worth it, you know, at times. Mm. Having said that, I would really suggest that if you have a team of people who can you can dedicate work to, and uh, at the same time just uh, supervise it from your top and uh, manage it in that way you should not say mm-hmm. no to any project and um, yeah. you know, there, there are times like these when you realize that it's very important how important projects are like right now this whole phase that you're going into or we've got into uh, projects are going to cut, cut down and that time you yeah. feel like you know I wish I had taken that up I would have been busier than what I am right now mm-hmm. so you must take up everything you never know what opens up from there even I have rejected one project back in October, I guess, because of fees. <laughs> it wasn't worth uh-huh. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Bharat is asking, how do you manage the clauses while finalizing the project with clients? He's talking about agreement clauses. Okay. So um, we have a contract uh, that, you know, that obviously has with your lawyers or uh, someone from your you know, lawyer families. Uh, you have to get in touch with them and get a contract drafted, which has mm-hmm. all your clauses as to if in this month's time uh, you pro- complete the project, you know, and the client basically uh, pushes it because of his own uh, terms. I mean, his things are not got ready on time from his uh, side, like his decision yeah. making, etc. And the project becomes an indefinite project, then you are at least secured with that contract. But yeah, uh, absolutely. Having, said that, having said that, honestly, um, in India, or I don't know, maybe I, it's just my feeling, uh, these contracts don't work in the long run. Uh, <laughs> because the timelines just go haywire, especially residential projects. 
So commercial mm. projects like restaurants, uh, boutiques, um, and offices, they have a particular timeline and is very structured and disciplined. But in homes, mm. these contracts kind of don't work. You know, sometimes mm. there are delays from our side, sometimes from the client side. But we mm. still do have it. It's just yeah, on the paper, security is there. But yes. otherwise, yeah, hope it works. Sometimes some a lot of people don't even take action if something goes wrong out of track. People don't even take action a lot of times. Yes. So, uh, Vandan asks any other mediums for approvals of clients other than three Ds. So um, there are so many others like there is SketchUp. Three uh, Ds I understand becomes very expensive if you don't know how to do it on your own. Uh, even if you know how to do it on your own, what happens sometimes is that uh, it takes too much time. You know, and uh, that part time if you are uh, if you you cannot delegate it to someone, and if you're doing it alone, it's just too much time. And to give each and every yeah. view for each and every room, it becomes very tough. Uh, in that case, what you should do is uh, sketch up. I think it's faster. Um, yeah. Or you know, like I do a lot of hand sketches also and give it to uh, the clients and clients to explain smaller designs. If the, you're mm. in the process already and you've done your set of three uh, D views, I would. Urge you not to make more three D views because that is just spoiling the client then with choices. Yeah. And then what happens yes. is we keep on asking you for three D views, and they might pay for it also. If they're paying for it, then great, go ahead. If they're not, then it becomes difficult for you to spend so much money on making three D views. So we have an entire concept. Every room is designed and the three D views made. But uh, eventually, okay. when we are in the design process, we make sketches mm-hmm. or we do sketch up. Or we just, I think, by then the clients even understand elevations and references, so we work according to that. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, I've lost all the questions. How do you manage brand management and marketing? Akash, are you talking about his firm or the commercial projects that he do does? Sorry, for example. I don't know. Good afternoon. The question is, uh, Akash is asking, okay, how do you brand manage yeah. marketing other manage? So Akash, right? Yeah. So Akash, initially we did have a PR team who was managing our PR for around three to six months, uh, but mm. eventually we realized that uh, you know I I think I'm good at marketing and PR myself. So I have taken it up on my own, and I'm doing uh, my own PR and marketing. As of now, I might hire someone in the future again. But for brand, mm. there are two different things. One is PR, and one is marketing, which is advertising. Huh, these are two different things. Brand. Yes, two absolutely. Different people huh. usually get confused that they are the same mm. thing. That's really not. Mm. So PR not, guys yes. will only give you features, give you media or exposure, you know, in international mm. magazines, your websites, mm-hmm. digital marketing, mm-hmm. and all of that, and obviously mm. your uh, local magazines. And yes. the digital marketing, which is the advertising guys, will get you collaborations. Uh, they mm-hmm. help you in with your websites, with your marketing, your SEOs, and uh, you know mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, SEOs, sorry, SEOs. SEOs, yeah. SEOs, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, so uh, they help you in that. But eventually, um, I realized that uh, we were spending a lot of money on all of this, and uh, mm-hmm. with social media, it becomes so easy on Instagram if you use it in the right way. Uh, you know, automatically, and if you have good work to showcase, um, mm. you don't need someone initially. But uh, mm. eventually, if you want someone, then you have to choose the right person to get your uh, PR uh, done because there's so many. But you have to get people who are specialized in PR and architecture. 
absolutely absolutely and that's really hard to find people, people find. who are specialized especially in social media marketing as well let's let's suppose that i'm a beginner and i'm not able to afford a pr team but i can yeah. afford a social media team they don't understand how we work and even i myself am facing this problem for my own account in fact yeah. i've uh, i've done this workshop on how beginner firms can you know uh, use their social media to get more clients and present them as a brand not as an individual or a firm i'm going to join the workshop <laughs> i don't think you need that anymore <laughs> we all need it trust me we all need it uh i guess this is webhub how you all work out the lighting part of designs made for residence or office or commercial premises how do you work it out online research or indian market products i don't understand the question but i think he's asking about the lighting part of the project okay so for lighting uh, when you have bigger projects or when you have uh, home projects or um, boutiques like you know the uh, outlets retail outlets it's important to have a lighting designer or consultant mm-hmm. on board i think it yeah, really absolutely. makes a lot of difference so yes. we can also do it we are taught in college and school to learn and mm. to craft electrical and lighting layouts mm. but i think if mm. it's a bigger project and more so if it's a retail and um, you know uh, particular areas which require the kind of lighting which makes a lot of difference mm. in their uh, their products right mm. so for that lighting consultant really gives you the exact amount of uh, lumens the output etc so the consultant Absolutely. getting on board with is the best option mm. yes yeah. it's the usp they know it better than we do absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely uh anchal is asking how do you start developing a concept how do you sum up so many different ideas into one particular idea I don't think there's one answer to how you can develop a concept. It it all depends on the context that you we are getting out of the site. I feel. Yeah, I think I think you answered it right. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think also your answer is good. I'm going to give it that. <laughs> no, seriously, there is no one particular answer on how we develop concepts. It varies from site to site. It varies from brief to brief. It varies on budget and it varies on a lot of things. Especially with the natural surroundings, if light is coming from in some place, if there's no light in some place, so concept will vary according to that. So there is no one answer. When you say this, I also feel that you know the again the the location, like right now, for example, the yeah. electric tribe home that we designed is in Tarbi, mm. Bombay. Which is a very mm. uh, busy road, you know, a lot of noise. It's a very busy traffic uh, signal over there. So mm. we try to keep the interiors as calm as uh, possible. Like the material usage, etc., is very, very simple, straight line. The colors are very different. Uh, similarly, for another project, if you guys can see the bachelor pad that we designed. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. In one mm. of the small lanes, which is very quiet. Like in fact, there's a small mm. hill, the Malabar Hill backside, you know. So mm-hmm. it's very quiet, etc. So the bachelor pad being a bachelor pad, we went all out, solid, strong, bold concept with colors, materials, um, a little loud also in some spots. So mm-hmm. I think it really depends on a lot of uh, factors while you design and come up with one single concept. Yes, absolutely. Um, Ali is asking, what keeps you motivated when you have to face on-site problems? What site problems? So what okay, keeps you what motivated? This is what I actually do, and that's a good question. Uh, uh, what I do is that when I have issues on site, and when I realize that the client is probably being tough or difficult for no other reason, or my contractors are not doing the thing on time, and 
it mm. happens every day like i'm screaming my lungs out every day i'm not a calm person i'm very hyper myself so for me to uh, lose my plot is very easy what i do is when i feel that the sights will know where i go back to my ipad i start seeing the views that we created for the house and uh, that makes me feel like okay this is how it's going to look this is what we're striving towards it's, this is the goal so come what may this is how it has to you know this is this size is the light of the day and then you start visualizing mm-hmm. that everything just goes you know to the back of your mind and you're like okay let's just do this yeah absolutely all right what's your quarantine schedule bharat is asking what's your quarantine schedule even i did a live specially on this on quarantine schedule really yeah on sunday uh, yeah Uh, well, for me, I think uh, I wake up in the morning. I have started to sweep and mop my house. Uh, something because my house elf has uh, gone into his village at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not calling on mutes also. I mean, you know, times are we have to also secure mm-hmm. them. So we haven't been yeah. calling them. So we've been doing things on our own. So I wake up and do a little bit of cleaning here and there. And trust me, mm-hmm. I learned a lot of uh, mop and uh, mastered how to mop the floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes on to uh, my to do list of whatever i have to do uh, we start the to do list again that's with my team we go on you know uh, zoom or uh, whatsapp call and uh, get our uh, things uh, finalized for the day and then everyone's been delegated work to do and in the evening we all come back together on a call to understand what all is done and are we ready for tomorrow's talk to the client or not so and then after yeah. that we work out And then at night mm. I'm just uh, in my next day to do list, or then probably just chilling and watching some shows. It's simple. Mm. It's there's nothing. What else can you do in this time? If you have some ideas, please. Absolutely. Uh, I've told everybody to learn new things. This is the best time to, if you want to learn new things. You know, this is the best time. I finished two books in seven wow. days. Wow. <laughs> I've I've started with the third one, which is the Warren Buffett book. and these are some really nice you know skills these are some really important skills that you can learn this is the best time to do that i agree that's something yeah. that i've not done yet because i don't have the time to but there is so much time. i think it's just an excuse of being busy but i yeah. think i absolutely agree with you so i think it's very important to make use of this time which i am doing absolutely that i'm not i'm not started to do something new which i want to Hmm. I mean, we are in a lockdown. We are not in a curfew. We still have internet, and we have YouTube. We can learn so many things. We can learn Absolutely. sketching. We can learn softwares. We can learn something new. So Absolutely. we have so many things to learn. Uh, Some of these Krishna, questions are coming. Yeah, a lot of questions are coming. Yeah. No, but I cannot see them. You are now stopped. Oh. even i can't see a lot of questions they're just coming and waving off krishna is asking how do you handle tough clients when they don't pay you the fee uh how do i handle uh, touch wood uh, i have not had that issue yet but we've had delayed payments um mm. what you do with this is you have so that's with the contract that someone asked me about the contract uh mm. you, when you have a contract you have obviously scope of services and mode of payments uh that mm. obviously you can use with the client and tell them that you know this is what yeah, was yeah. discussed uh there's always a reason why the client doesn't pay either the work's not happened uh, properly or um, mm. there's been a delay or um, mm. there is some issue that he has with the contractors or something 
so if it if it is one of those reasons then figure it out and get make sure that that work is done properly and it's completed with clients uh, up to client satisfaction yeah. and then i don't think um, there is any reason you should stop but if there is a reason uh, i think just um, following up i don't think you have too much of an option but just following up yeah. but what i would also suggest yeah. is if you're in the process of work i know uh, there be a lot of my clients uh, my touch with my mm-hmm. clients and never been issues like this but there might be a lot of people who might not like what i'm saying next is that mm-hmm. um, when you're in the design process we have to respect our work we have to respect ourselves whether other do it or not you mm-hmm. have to respect our, yourself and if you're in the design process and if the client is not paying and if you have uh, i wouldn't say upper hand but if you have um, a say which you must you can easily mm-hmm. stop the work for that much time i i don't say this with any uh, regrets because it's important for them to understand and if you don't respect yourself you cannot expect anyone else to respect so i actually got a long long ago where we stopped for a while but i needed work that time to be very honest and i did not want to uh, let go so mm-hmm. in that kind of a situation you just have to be diplomatic and um, move forward and then just follow up but you are yeah, i i have had such kind of clients a lot in my 3 yeah. years of experience and i usually just i am after their ass to give to make the payment i don't uh, i never you know leave out or something like that i'm always after their ass ki jab tak payment nahi aayegi kaam nahi badhega and even in the uh, last stage also i do the same thing i am always after them always uh, you know following up with them about the fee and at one point they do make the payment they they yeah. have to right i mean conscious bites them so yeah absolutely absolutely akash is asking do you charge a consultation fee on what basis so our firm uh our firm reason <laughs> uh, we do percentage uh, for yeah. the design uh, but now mm-hmm. is the trend of lump sum or first draft it has uh, taken over and i think yeah. it's kind of better um so you know when you so what i do is that when i come to uh, the fee structure that am i tell them that this is you have to calculate right if it's supposing say 1000 mm. square feet of space you calculate mm. that by the per square foot rate that is going on in the market for you know house or an office and mm. um, when that happens that amount that you get you quote that and then just uh, make that into a lump sum amount so that is yeah. the way we sometimes work but then percentage Hmm. People have a lot of questions from you. There, I think they've uh, come up with a set of questions to what we are going to ask Kali in this uh, live session. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a few more questions only now. Do you make BOQ sessions for consultancy projects? Do I give BOQ? Like Sorry. BOQs, BOQs for consultancy BOQs. projects. Yeah. Yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, so we have yeah, that's a must. Contractors, and you have to give BOQs because that's the only way you can. uh track uh, how the work is happening and how your rates are uh, if you don't have that and eventually tomorrow you know it tends to happen with the clients start uh, telling mm. them mera budget bad gaya and you know uh, mm. i i now i can't pay this much uh, you mm. have a track record that okay this is what the rates were in the boq and we are charging mm. you that we're not fusing you whatever work you've done this the extra mm. amount it's very important to work on that otherwise you will just be uh, completely like stuck and mm. messed up so yeah, the okay is a very important and generally also you can have a you can make contact 
directors uh, are doing the measurement sheets and doing the final uh, check that they're doing. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. very important for um, you know uh, us to have a BOQ to basically support the final work that's done. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. We have a funny question here. How do you keep your hands soft <laughs> doing so much work at site? Any special lotion? <laughs> Aswini two fifty seven. Aswini, I have never been asked a question like that, and I don't know how you. <laughs> but uh, it's the Aswini. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a laborer. Yeah, I don't go and physically work over there. Right now, my hands are not in my housework in this quarantine period. But otherwise, they're quite soft. Yeah. yeah. Naturally soft. Um, uh, Priyansh is asking any advice for new firms. Um, I think you'll know your well enough. Uh, but uh, I think just uh, be confident in what you're doing. Uh, give it your hundred percent. Uh, don't be in the rat race. Don't go by what you see on Instagram. There is something that I'm going to be talking very soon on uh, live, which I feel that students and um, my only students, we, I myself, am guilty for this. Uh, we all have gone into this rat race that you know this guy has done this. I want to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. I see this on yeah. Instagram. I want this to my Instagram to be like. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really not important. Like just look at the situation right now, right? In quarantine, we all have realized we have not done anything. We sat at home. All those luxuries, everything has just gone out of the window. We are Absolutely. simply sitting at home, having simple food, doing simple things, and keeping ourselves busy. So mm-hmm. this whole chatter that happens on social media is just very, very uh, unnecessary. So believe in yourself yeah. and um, believe in your design. Uh, there might be a lot mm-hmm. of people who will say that this is crap. Believe in it and go with it. And that is something I still struggle with at a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that you know I'm not doing the right thing, and I'm always uh, looking for validation. Uh, and that's not right. You need to have that kind mm-hmm. of confidence when you design. Absolutely. Something. Mm. And eventually that comes. I think it takes some time, but just always have the confidence in your work and respect yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yes. I think we're done with all the questions. Yeah. That was yes. super. Yeah. That was that was some really many questions. Yes. Yeah. It was so nice to have you in this live um, session. This is the first time I've done a uh, live together with somebody. <laughs> and oh, it's your first time. It's my first time too to be yes. on live in Instagram. And thank you so Achha. much for this. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Pleasure. Yeah, we Thanks. should we Thank should definitely talk. do that. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank I'm just good. Thank you. Bye guys. Yeah, sure. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.